Thank you for listening to the Ace Jewelers podcast. This is an episode of The Ace List Live. This podcast has been recorded live during a live stream, which was broadcast on YouTube, Facebook, or Twitter. This is an audio-only version of that recording. Good afternoon, Javier. Good afternoon, Alan. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very happy to see you again. And uh, thank you so much for sitting down with us. We love Longine at 8. We've been uh, partners of Longine for a very long time. Within my family, we love Longine. I was very excited when the team introduced us to you because that's on the day that I recorded my podcast with your podcast went live. So for those that are watching this show and are listening to us as a podcast, because we always broadcast these shows as podcasts afterwards, definitely listen to the podcast with Javier as well, because that's how I know you a little bit. Um, besides our passion, we share a passion for uh, our music, so we jammed a bit about uh, the music styles we like. Um, can you please give us a little intro? Things I mispronounce your name, although it's Xavier written, Xavier, right? Yeah, um, as I was telling you at the beginning, I, I'm half Spanish, half Swiss. My mom is, is Swiss and uh, gave me a French name, Xavier, and my father is a Spanish, so uh, Javier with a J. So you can you can pronounce uh, uh, each way. It's, it's a... And are you in Saint-Imier today? Yes, I'm in Saint-Imier. It's uh, really rainy. Now it's uh, winter time. Definitely, we, we enter into winter. Amazing. So you're 30, uh, 38 years old. You're up yes. Title is uh, head of product development. Right. Sorry again. Tell us what what you actually do at Lundi. Okay. So so yes, as you as you mentioned, I'm head of product development. I, I started to work for Longin back in 2005, more than 15 years now. I started as a sales sales guy for yeah. two years. Then I moved to Spain for almost five years as a sales representative. I was based in Madrid and, and in charge of all the South and the Canary Islands. Then I moved back to Switzerland in 2011 to be a regional sales manager for Spain, Portugal, and all Latin America. And then in October 2014, Mr. Kennen, my former boss, uh, asked me to, to take the challenge of, uh, of um, moving to, to product department and take the head of, of product development. So now it has been a little bit more than five years, almost six years, and uh, very happy to, 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 to make this 360 degrees move from sales to, to uh, product development. Uh, I really enjoy what I'm doing and, and I have the, 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 I'm very lucky because I have a, a great team, a big team and a very strong team. So uh, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying my, my, my work at the moment. Amazing. So we always love Longine. Longine has an amazing heritage, 188 years old, existed in 1832. Uh, I had the honor to visit uh, several times, actually, in Sydney, different uh, parts of uh, your split production capacities. Uh, so we're going to do a deep dive. So today, I actually talk about the Spirit Collection, which blew me away when I saw it the first time in uh, March. I think you launched it in March this year. We actually have the product in store. I'm totally in love. Uh, but before we do anything, I want to do a wrist check. I would love to know what you're wearing today. What else, Dennis? Of course, no choice. Amazing. And that's my favorite configuration. I believe that uh, military inspired aviation piece should be black. So that's the favorite one in my collection. Although I love chronographs, and I think you did a tremendous job on that one as well. Um, it's a home home run, I think, what you guys created. And 
later on after these seven DA questions, I'm going to ask you the first thing. Why five stars? We'll get to that. Besides wearing my one of my many ties, I selected my new vintage piece. I have several vintage Nanjing uh, wristwatches. Um, I still have a 13 on my wrist list, my wrist list, my wrist watches. Um, amazing watch. And I kind of hope, secretly hope you pulled one from the archive, but we'll save that for later. I know you're going to spoil us a little bit with some heritage pieces. Um, thank you for sharing, Javier. Should we roll into the ACES question? Yes, please. We have a lot of ground to cover. Thank you. Thank you for, for having me and to, to uh, give, uh, give me the opportunity to talk about Longines on ACES. It's a, it's, a uh, uh, it's a great play. Thank you. The honor is all ours, and thank you for taking the time. So we're very excited. Um, we have a lot of ground to cover, so I want to keep it under one hour. And I have a lot of questions for you, and our viewers do as well. So first question, what's your favorite watch or jewel, and why? So uh, it's going to be a, a watch, of course. Um, and uh, I have another question for you. Is, is it, um, do, do I have to be, uh, uh, do I have to answer with uh, an actual watch or an uh, old time watch or both? This is a casual session. Okay. We can do whatever we want. And you can, do, you can also answer both one that you own and one that you dream of. Okay, no, uh, so it was my idea because what, uh, in my collection and in, in the actual collection, it will be uh, definitely the Legend Diver. This is one of my, my favorite, and not be only because of the design, but also be because of what it uh, uh, reminds me. It's a watch that I bought uh, when I moved back from Spain to, to, to Switzerland to take over the, the position of the regional sales manager. So it's a, it's a special watch for me because it reminds me all the time in, in Spain and all the very good time I had there. And, uh, and then uh, outside the collection, that's uh, definitely uh, my dream watch. My favorite will be a Chrono 13ZN uh, uh, Somatore, so the Doppia Lancetta, the one I wanted to, to show you here. So I, I just stole it from the museum for the presentation, but... Uh, my plan is to definitely steal it at the end of the day. <laughs> so, few questions on that. The legend diver, the LLD, the Legend Diver, collected on the LD, and if they don't know what brand it's LLD. Were you on the production team when it was launched? Not yet. No. <laughs> 2007. I was in, still in Switzerland, but not uh, in the production team. No, no, definitely in sales. Okay, so you guys created a massive hit there. Although you guys always had heritage pieces in the collection, in the modern collection, you always always paid tribute to your heritage. You always had pocket watches and always amazing flagship models. Um, this is a picture of the legend diver that Alan produced a screenshot in the Ace Photo Studio. He has that watch. I sometimes borrow his watch. Now my question to you is, and maybe you know the answer, maybe you don't, because you weren't in the production team then yet. Why did you guys move from no date to a date? That's hot debated discussion with collectors. If somebody talks about the LLD, the first question collectors ask, with or without a date? Of course, and and actually, um, every time I say that's my favorite watch, the, the the people ask me, "Do you have one with date or no date?" Yeah, uh, and I'm to say that I have an uh, I have a date one, uh, but uh, I'm still very happy with it. So yes, I remember perfectly the the discussions. Um, uh, even if I was in, in sales at the time, I, I really remember. And since I moved back from Spain to to here, and, and I moved to product. I, I always had this discussion with Mr. Von Kennel before and, and, and still today with my colleagues. Um, back in the days, the first version of the reedition back in 2007 was with no date. And, uh, you know, it was a little bit, I will say, the beginning of the, the, the wave of trend for vintage watches. 
and uh, some countries, uh, some markets don't really understood this, uh, this uh, trend at the beginning. And a lot of people were asking, okay, well, come on, how, how can you uh, launch a, a, a watch today without date? In 2007, uh, we should have a date. And, uh, and uh, to make it more commercial, they decided to, to come with a, with a date version. And almost immediately, the, the, the community of uh, collectors and, and uh, watch aficionados came and said, no, 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 please remove that date. And since then, it has always been a discussion. So if you look at, at what we did in the last uh, years, it's, uh, since I met the product, uh, what we decided is to keep it like this and also to create um, uh, a little bit of a, of a mystery around this, this, this piece and to keep it like this for, for in 50 years, the, 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 the no date version also will, will um, um, get more value. But Anytime we develop a limited edition or a special edition, let's do it without uh, date. If you look at the, um, the bronze version we just launched uh, this month, it's, um, it's a no-date version. I have it here with the you green just, dial. Yeah, you just took the words out of my mouth. I want to salute you guys because you launched last week. And this shows that you listen to your community. Because there was so much demand for no date, you guys listen. Bronze, nice, beautiful, humane green dial, and no date. Compliment. Thank you. Because you pleased a lot of a lot of. And this is an image Dala is calling us. Stunning watch. Thank you. And also, yeah, my personal taste, definitely, I will prefer it uh, without uh, without date. Yeah, me myself too, because a we're purists and distribute to the original and it's a cleaner design but i do understand why you guys did with date because the majority of consumers do want to date you cannot always listen just to the purists you can't survive on so amazing thank you for that second question what did you want to be when you grew up uh you know, I, I thought a lot about this question, and I have to say that uh, as, as far as I remember, I never dreamed about a special job or, you know, astronaut or, or doctor or something like that. Um, as I told you, I spent my childhood uh, break dancing and playing basketball, so uh, my dream was probably to win the, the battle of the year or to play in the NBA <laughs> in the future, but, uh, but that's, that's it. Uh, also, as far as I remember, I always wanted to, to, to travel and uh, I have uh, uh, the chance and, and I'm very lucky for that. Uh, working with Longines uh, bring me the opportunity to, to travel uh, quite a lot. So that's one of the dreams I had when I was a, a child that is a reality today. Amazing. So that's cool to hear. Did you do anything else than work in what industry? Have you worked um, in other context? Yes, be before uh, working in the watch industry, I had different jobs, but it was, uh, as we say, alimentary to, to uh, uh, earn some money to, to travel. Uh, before starting to work at Longines in 2005, I made a, a big back, uh, backer trip in, in Latin America for one year. So all I did before, almost three years, uh, it was to just keep safe, uh, save some money and to, to travel. Nice, amazing. So I was born uh, professionally. I was born in Longines. Amazing thing, because it's rare nowadays to stay at one company. You've been quite some time there, and it's rewarding to see that companies like that give you the opportunity to grow personally, professionally, and uh, it's a 360 holistic experience in the company. So that's amazing to hear. Um, third question is, who is your role model? Uh, again, I, I thought a little bit about this, but I don't really have a, a role model. Even uh, again, as a '90s uh, boy, I, I, uh, I was looking at, at uh, Michael Jordan, and I wanted to fly like him, and I wanted to to groove like Michael Jackson. But no, no really role model. When I think about role models, I, I think more about values, and in terms of values, I will say passion. Um, determination, hard work, and, and uh, this quest, uh, quest for perfection. It's really things that I, 
I admire that inspired me. Amazing. We share the, 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 the love for both MJ. I also basketball and uh, wanted to play in the NBA, played basketball. That's why I still collect Air Jordan 1 sneakers. And I would dream how he was flying. So. And obviously, white man can't jump. So I, I stick to watches. Passion. <laughs> if you could teleport tomorrow, Javier, where would you go? Um, a place or a moment? Choose. Again, it's your show. You can choose. So uh, maybe if, um, if it was a moment in time, I would love to spend just one day in uh, the ancient uh, Egypt, for example. It's, uh, it's a time that have always uh, fascinated me, but maybe one day and in the pharaoh's uh, part, uh, definitely. Um, and uh, a place, it's difficult, especially at the moment. Uh, I miss a lot Madrid. Uh, yeah. um, my family there and the city, I really love the city, but uh, if it has to be tomorrow, it's gonna be rainy and no game of Real Madrid, so I will choose uh, Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> That's the place where I met my, my wife and uh, I have a lot of good memories with this amazing city, so I will pick uh, Rio. Nice, amazing. Is she Brazilian? Yes. So do you yes, guys speak Spanish or Portuguese? Uh, Portuguese. Nice, cool. Fifth question is, what book are you currently reading? Um, actually, at the moment, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm studying. Um, I'm preparing a memoir for, uh, for um, an exams that, uh, that are planned in the beginning of the year. So I'm, most of the time when I go out of the work, it's baby. I have a baby, a two years old baby. And, uh, and then uh, when he's sleeping, it's, uh, it's studying. But uh, actually, I'm, I'm reading two books. One is called uh, The Innovator's DNA. Yeah. I've been reading it for at least six months, so I'm, I'm quite uh, uh, slow, but it's very interesting. And the other one, it's the opposite. It's a, it's a, it's a book uh, that's called uh, Foutez-vous la paix. It's difficult to translate, but it's uh, uh, um, don't worry. It's, a, it's about, uh, you know, stop thinking, uh, stop worrying, and uh, just live and enjoy. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, this, that kind of... Uh, of uh, meditation. Nice. And what are you studying currently? Sorry? What are you studying currently? Business. It's uh, it's um, uh, gestion. Uh, yes, it's about business. Okay. Management, business, and leadership. Good luck. Hope you graduate quickly. Thank you. <laughs> um, sixth question. What do you think is going to be the color of next year? Uh, I think for watches, it, it's uh, we, we're going to continue. We are quite slow always in the term of trend, and, and uh, we, we don't move so quick in, in watches. So I will say that green will continue in 2021 to be very trendy. Mm -hmm. um, according to my wife, uh, in decoration, it's going to be the agent teal, this uh, duck blue color. Mm -hmm. You know, we are planning to, to repaint our... Uh, some rooms and it's that's the color she decided it's going to be uh, but you know i have the feeling that the, these uh, pastel colors and all these um, reassuring type of colors are, are coming back so yeah. i don't know if it will we yeah. will be able to bring it into into watches but uh, i think you guys you guys did an amazing job on the dolce vitas where you did the rainbow spectrum of colors for the traps, right? yeah so yeah. are you also so, responsible for the whole collection of development or only segments in Nunjing? No, I, I um, manage the, 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 the whole collection, but I have, for every collection we have, um, in total, we have uh, a little bit, something like 20 collections and I have six product managers. Each of the, uh, one of them is in charge of three to five uh, different collections. Cool. But myself, I, I, I manage the, the, the whole team. Amazing, because a lot of people think that I just focus on vintage, retro, male, and sporty. But what I love the most within Longines, and without offending anybody, is La Grande Classique. Mm -hmm. Love those watches. I don't think there's any nice, ultra-thin watch out there. Very elegant. And La Dolce Vita. Dolce Vita collection is, it embodies La Dolce Vita, but there are hardly any nice rectangular watches out there. 
There are two that are famous by other hotel luxury brands, but I don't think anybody does it better than you guys in styling, price, quality, or ratio. So I salute your your team members as well. Thank you. Thank you. Um, last question: Have you been to Amsterdam before? And if so, what is your favorite memory? Yeah, I've been to Amsterdam three times, and uh, last time was more than ten years ago. And uh, I remember perfectly. I was there for a concert at the Paradiso, nice. and uh, I, I will say the the best memory I have it's uh, me and my friend, uh, my friend, my friend and I, uh, by um, riding a bicycle through the sea, looking at the, the beautiful sky and and uh, the the crazy uh, architecture, going to a record shop. <laughs> nice, cool, cool memory. So next time you come visit, you did the brand manager Longi Netherlands. And also country manager, you have to visit us. So you have an open invitation, always. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much for answering that. I'm very, very eager to talk spirit. Why the name? Why the collection? What is it inspired of? What is the spirit of that collection? Uh, let's start with the five stars. I'm, I want to jump in. We see it on the background of the image. I want to talk about that, please. So the floor is yeah. yours. Okay, thank you. So yeah, starting with the five stars, I think it's a, it's a good point to start. Um, definitely, we had many, many questions and, and um, yeah, discussion about these stars. Um, if I have to come back four years ago when we started this project, um, we were even thinking about another name for, for this collection. And we were think, uh, looking at, at the history as we do always. But uh, as the, the, the brief was so clear from, from the management, okay, you need to, to take back this territory of aviation, of pioneering uh, spirit and, and all, this, all this field that was, uh, that Longin played a, a, such an important role at the, at the time. Uh, when we started to look at it, and uh, some some um, images images started to to come back. I have here one of the mood board that we used at the beginning that you can you can have a look. So, so I want to I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm I'm jumping in for those viewers that are not that known with the deep heritage Gonjin has. Maybe a quick intro to them. What's very important and maybe makes you legendary. Longin is one of the thirteen of the dirty dozen that produced the most epic pilot watches ever for the aria so for those that don't know uh, dials with broad arrows you guys made some re-editions people that don't know that uh, they're in there um, but for me the Lindbergh is one of the most amazing most amazing pilot watches out there so yes. that's a watch you guys still produce um, and and currently i just delivered to a collector this morning uh, the uh, French military re-edition you guys launched this year with a cream dial, which you painted. And I want to talk about that before I forget, how you guys freckled the dial, um, which every dial is different. Um, you guys have such a deep, deep, deep history. And what's amazing, actually, indeed, in the modern collection, you guys don't have a permanent collection. So you guys created the spirit collection. So that's maybe an intro. So please tell me about the mood board. Sorry for interrupting you. Yeah, no, the, the mood board, it, it, it's, it's this. It's starting in the 20s and, and going through uh, till the, the, the 40s and all the, the instruments and, and watches and, and, and chronograph and, thi and things that the, the, the brand were, was doing for pilots, for explore, explorators. And that was the, the, the mood board where, where we deeply, uh, we really dive into, into uh, at the beginning of the, of the development. And now coming back to the stars, it's something a little bit later in the history of Longines. You start to see stars late 50s in different um, collections. Mm -hmm. uh, so some people think that it was related to some collection because there, is a, there are a lot of uh, admirals with five stars, conquests with three stars. But actually it was not related to the collection, but to the quality of the movement inside. Mm -hmm. Of course, five stars being the best uh, movement in-house. So when we, we started to develop this collection, what we knew from the beginning is that it was going to be the high end of our catalog and that we were going to put everything in the movement. 
That's why here it's a L888, caliber L888.4, uh, silicon balance spring, cost uh, certified, but so the best movement that we have today in our catalog. So that's why we decided to bring back these five stars. Uh, of course, back in, in the 50s, it was, you know, what we call this uh, one, one line applied uh, with five stars on it. Uh, and today we, we, we make it more um, modern and, and contemporary with five different stars. That, and you can uh, each see on the background, the literally individual raised and affixed on the dial by hand, which is fun to know for those that don't know. Longine always been a pure manufacturer. They designed, created, and built their own movements, of which we just talked about the 13 ZN, but that's one of the many. Um, so, and, 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 and for those that don't know, they, they maybe think that Longine today is entry level luxury, mid range luxury, but Longine always ha has been, won a lot of awards on precision. And that's also what you refer to with these stars. And for the, and a fun thing, and I salute you, right? Most recently, you announced that on the highest level quality caliber, you give five years warranty. So if you ever get confused which model has it, the Spirit Collection with the five stars has five years of warranty. So compliment for, for introducing it really helps us as retailers and gives the consumer confidence. So compliments for that. Thank you. So that's the, the history of the of the stars, really related to the to the to the history of the, the quality of the movement. Then, of course, today it's 0.3 millimeter height, same as the, the Arabic numerals. So it gives also volume and quality to, to yeah. this beautiful value. Yeah, there's real depth in it, and I was wearing one just now because I posted a wrist shot before we went live. And I was studying it again, relaxed by myself with a coffee and uh, in the light. You guys also satinated it. There is depth in there. There's a play of light. It's not a flashy watch. And it breeds, it oozes heritage. Um, can you walk us a bit through the design of the watch and, and the process yes. and your role you played in it? So as I told you before, we really um, looked at our history as we do always, but especially for this uh, new collection here, we wanted to 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 make everything correct and and perfect in terms of uh, of uh, aesthetical codes from the past. So if you look, uh, for example, at, at, at a um, very small detail, as we can see here on the back, uh, it's the the diamond shape um, yeah. index that you have here. It's something that you can find on, on instruments and, and pilot's watches from the 20s to the 40s. Uh, we wanted to bring it back, but to, to work it in, in a more contemporary way. So we, we now it's, uh, yeah, you can see that in, in the flange, it's cut in just a triangle to, to, uh, to make it um, um, special and, and also filled with superluminova. Mm -hmm. uh, if you look at the, the step case, also the construction of the case, it's also very typical from, from pilot watches in, in the 40s. So the idea was to keep this um, step case uh, conception, but to, to also uh, approach it in a more modern way. So you can see the finishing here. We have a brushed, then a, a, a polished, brushed, polished, all this rhythm that can, is also repeated on the dial afterwards. The angle that we use for the first um, polished part on the, on the step case and the bezel and the dial are always the same uh, angle, degrees. So everything has been really um, thought in details to, to make sure that it looks like a Longines. Um, actually, it was funny when you talked about the podcast I did um, with um, your colleague, uh, Robert Jan. Uh, mm -hmm. It told something very uh, nice and important. It, this watch looks familiar. It looks like it has been in the, in the catalog in the, fam in the Longines family since yeah. a long time and, and that it, it was exactly the idea to to yeah. uh, to keep the the aesthetical codes of the brand yeah it's like a lost, long lost son i i said that i love the black dial because i automatically was drawn to due to heritage military watches are usually dark dialed but i love the silver dial why did you choose for the grained version of the dial the great uh, the silver one yeah so he it's um uh, it's, yeah it's it's green um yeah. 
You know, it's, it's funny because at the beginning we were th thinking about having a grain uh, dial. Then we came with this matte effect of the dial. Um, and, uh, and our um, supplier, dial supplier, came, came with uh, the first uh, prototypes of, uh, of um, uh, stamped, um, embossed uh, uh, grain dial. And it was well, so, we were so amazed with the results that we decided to have for the silver dial diff a different finishing. Keep the matte for the black and then the grain for, for the silver. Then at the beginning, the blue was uh, supposed to be uh, matte also. And, mm -hmm. and again, we, 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 at the time, it was Mr. Von Kennel that said, no, no, let's try also with the with sunray uh, blue because it's very typical for Longines. And mm -hmm. uh, hey, the result was also really uh, special and very prestigious in terms of look. And today, uh, it's, it's one of the best sellers so in blue, in blue dye. Even the first spirit I sold is blue. So Mr. Fankeno is a legend, and he was right. Uh, for commercial, in a commercial way, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's difficult for him to be wrong. <laughs> Bless him. And what I wanted to ask you about the chronograph, what made you guys decide to do a fourth entry to the case at the 10 o'clock position? So that's the date corrector, right? Right. Yeah. So that's a, a caliber that is also exclusive for Longines. It's a, it's yeah. a base 808. Uh, for Longines, it's called 688. In this uh, version, in 0.4, means with a silicon balance ring and and, uh, and um, cost certified. It's a column wheel chronograph, and it has a date. We yeah. used it in um, pieces like the the, the big eye, for example, without any date. But for most of our other chronograph um, equipped with this um, movement, uh, you, usually we hide the, the corrector inside the case and you need the, this tool, you know, this corrector to, to change the date. And um, the designing the, the, the chronograph, the, the spirit chronograph, looking at it, it, it looks very similar to the, to the big eye. And we say, okay, how, how can we um, make it look a little bit different? And we came with this idea, instead of hiding the corrector, why we don't uh, show it and, and make it more technical and different. Mm -hmm. So came this idea of, uh, of putting this corrector with a, with a uh, push button, but uh, screw in to, to avoid that when you move the, the wrist, you change the date without wanting. I love it. And I love that movement. So for me, I almost got the first time I saw it in my hands. I'm like, whoa, is this a rattrapant? And I said, oh no, the date corrector is there. But uh, great job. It, it really adds to the watch and uh, gives a level of complexity and luxury also feel to it and a tool watch feel. So I liked it very much. And um, you also guys made one special piece, right? Do you want to elaborate on that that has more certification? Um, so there was one piece that, that stands out. So the three hand piece? Yeah. So yeah, uh, the, the first one, of course, was the, was the three hand uh, 40 millimeter. Yeah. Um, then we, 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 we thought, as we usually do, we, we need two sizes because of the, the, the taste difference between Western and, and Eastern countries. Uh, so we went for, for two, uh, two sizes. For my personal taste, definitely the 40 millimeter will be the, the, the winner uh, mm -hmm. size. Even more in terms of uh, details, uh, probably that's something that we're going to discuss. But uh, you know that the, the 42 has this cotton uh, three uh, mm -hmm. Arabic numeral that also came uh, bring br brought a lot of uh, question. Yeah. So maybe let's discuss that now. So the perpetual discussion about yes or no to cut off numbers. How difficult is that decision for you guys as a team? Is it hot debated discussions? Oh, you can't imagine. Yeah, and, and, and uh, of course, it's always 50-50%. Uh, um, and uh, at the end of the day, it's, it's always difficult to decide. Um, at one moment of the development, we thought, OK, let's move to 43, because like this, we can have both date, window, and, and then the three. But uh, it's right that this watch here has um, quite a long distance between lug to lug. Yeah. So if you go 43, uh, Definitely, it's, it's just too much for, for uh, even a big northern uh, European country uh, wrist. 
so that's why we, we decided to 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 keep um, 42 and not, not go bigger but definitely the date window uh, and the cut on three was a big discussion i can imagine i can imagine um what are your uh, uh vision for the future of this collection if you look at the variations available now and looking ahead because you guys are the rock stars of variation when i show consumers the catalog physically with the options because online you never see the depth of a catalog right digital but when you have a physical retailer's handbook it's it's mind-boggling how many reference you guys create well, what what is? Uh, can you tell us a bit what's in the pipeline or the vision for the collection? Yeah, I cannot tell you uh, too much, of course. But what I can tell you is it's that uh, definitely this collection was created to, compared to a heritage piece, which most of them are one-shot deals. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not talking about Legend Diver, which is one of the the bestseller um, pieces in into uh, heritage collection. But what we wanted for this collection is to, to, to be in the future one of the pillars of, uh, of our catalog. So definitely it's not a one-shot deal. We, we create a, a, a strong collection, also a strong communication around this piece. It's a, a real 360 degrees concept of, of new uh, product. And uh, we are thinking about, we have already a plan for the, the next five years, uh, the roadmap for this product. And definitely we will come with animation we will go step by step uh, we introduced also this collection in a very difficult and, and uh, strange year 2020 so so definitely we will go uh, step by step and, and um, bring some very try to be to be smart at least with the the, the animation we will do on this uh, on this collection but i can tell you in terms of uh, movements we're gonna come with some exclusive new and uh, uh, historical um, calibers. Hand wound? Sorry? Hand wound? Uh, uh, no, not for the moment. Not for the moment. Okay, interesting. We, so we have something in, in this uh, field, but uh, but uh, it's um, it's still it's still a baby, so I cannot uh, tell you too, uh, too much. And it's not really for for spirit for the moment. But okay. I'm quite sure that you're gonna enjoy what is coming for for the next year. I'm very curious. I'm very excited. Next year is going to be strange near because the Watches and Wonders has been canceled. Basel is definitely what's going to happen. Time to move by you guys. We don't know yet. So I'm very excited. So if you, I ask you, if you're, what are you proud of? What would you share with me? Um, I will share two things. Uh, I will say the, the collaboration uh, in between the, the, the company. Yeah. Uh, in the almost six years I've been working at the product, uh, that's the first time I, I felt this um, collaboration to develop the, the, the right product. From, from uh, industrialization, quality, product, uh, production, uh, marketing, and, and finally sales, training, and everything, uh, the collaboration was was great and and uh, synchronization. It, it, I'm very proud of of our work here and uh, and of course of of the, the product team. Really, we, they did uh, an amazing job. So that's a thing. And uh, the other thing, going more into detail, I will say the the bracelet of this the steel bracelet of this uh, new collection. Mm -hmm. uh, from the beginning, I was uh, I was telling my my colleagues, no, no, it's going to be. Uh, leather strap collection it's uh, aviation it's a, a very rugged style and and it's going to be strap and uh, and then um, one of the uh, most of them but one one special uh, product manager here was telling me no 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 i, I want to have the best uh, steel bracelet uh, in longin collection and i'm going to work hard on this and that the result is is uh, is very good i have to say that Today for the presentation, I decided to wear the the, the NATO strap, but I, it's difficult for me to 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 remove my my steel bracelet. I'm so happy; it's it's so um, comfortable and, and good quality. Uh, I'm very happy. So that's one of the things I'm very proud of. I understand why you're proud of it because I we have obviously similar taste, and for me, pilot watches are always with. Uh, 
uh, adjustable shops, so leather, textile, or whatever. Um, but when I had the bracelet in my hand the first time, I'm like, wow, this, I don't mean this disrespectful because you guys are so competitive on the price point that you always over delivering quality. But this was above par for Lugin. And this is a pinnacle collection. Still, I think it's amazing value for money. But that, that strap integrated nicely with the case, solid, the clasp, the closure, it fits nice with the water. It doesn't seem new or modern. It doesn't seem old or discarded. It's really compliments to that team and compliments for you for listening to that team member as well. Because as a, a leader, you can't be stubborn, right? You need to listen. Yeah, yeah definitely. It was, it was a great work here. Amazing. So can we talk a bit about other novelties here? I want to talk about the two tuxedos. I want to talk about the French military. I want to talk about the freckling of the dial. We did it before. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's not exactly the same technique. Let's talk about it after, but it's not exactly the same technique that we use for the military. Educate us. Okay, so so maybe starting with the, the tuxedos. Um, it was it was everything started with the chronograph. Um, mm -hmm. One one friend of the brand and a good friend of mine first and and a friend of the brand collector an English guy sold this watch to the to the museum some years ago and first time I saw it coming to the to um, to the museum I said wow I never saw that to the 13th and then before maybe let's have the watch here ah you you can you can put it on screen thank you uh, I, I really uh, fall, fell in love with with this watch the original so it was a 39 millimeter originally from the 40s and equipped with uh, the mythic, uh, mythical 13 ZN chronograph uh, and, and, and I said okay now that we have this new movement the, the caliber L895.5 uh, we should try to do something it was a big challenge because uh, you know 13 ZN is so perfect in terms of uh, thickness and, and um, and diameter, it was going to be difficult, but uh, I have to say that I'm quite happy with the result uh, using this chronograph, this caliber here, and uh, uh, keeping it, keeping it not too too big in terms of diameter. It's a 40 millimeter, and we could do something uh, quite well balanced, and uh, the, especially the dial is is, uh, is it's amazing. I really like this uh, this uh, heritage. And then, uh, at the, almost at the same time, came into the museum the the, the bullseye or the tuxedo dial for the the, the very small one at the two hands in uh, sub second, and uh, I came the idea: why not do like a like a couple watch, a pair watch of tuxedo dials, and and that's it. Uh, we we just also launched a year before the the sector dial with this new caliber uh, L891. .5, which is a sub-second based on our L888 caliber, but with the sub-second a little bit uh, um, farther from the center. That really yeah. gave us the opportunity to, to, to create uh, more beautiful faces of uh, sub-second uh, dials. It, it was very necessary for us in, the, in this collection to have yeah. this movement. And uh, it's, a, it's a great movement, great power reserve, great precision. And uh, the position of the small second is just perfect for for um, vintage watches. I love that set. It picked up well. Um, this morning we received the chrono, and I was sitting down and looking at it for the second time because when we, you know, when we buy watches, you need to do it very quickly. It's a lot, especially Longin. Always, you guys pump out novelties every year, in and out, a lot of creativity. So. When I buy it very quick, because I need to switch between passion watch lover and absorb it and get excited, and then switch back to commerce, right? So I always have two hats on. And today I only noticed that when you look inside of the case, that you polished it, and the, the bezel, the lunette, you made it satinate, matte finish, top and bottom. So that also created a lot of it. So it seems that it's smaller, but when you put your finger around it, you see the same way. So that's also done ex exceptionally besides that the dial is amazing. So compliments on that. It's also, it makes it look really thinner. Because obviously you can never make a tin mover like the 
looked at then. Kedal found a picture for us. And although it doesn't do any justice to the real beats, you should really see it in real life. The dome crystals also look amazing. So I love it. I also love the fact that the hand on the three o'clock position and not on the regular nine o'clock. So it's also curveball. Mm -hmm. Hands are different for the seconds and the minutes of the chronograph. So very, very high details. Amazing. It's a very cool watch. Yeah. Happy that you like it. Love it. Next piece I love was for the French military. Can we talk about that? Of course, uh, it's uh, probably one of my um, of my favorites because of the of the surprise I I, I, I get during the process of developing this watch. Uh, this started some three about three or four years ago when the, the the former brand manager of France came to to the factory and visit the museum and, and discovered that uh, Marine National watch and he said, okay, we need to do a, a limited edition for France. Uh, and, and of course, the first question we, we made for him, okay, how many pieces do you want to do? Oh, a uh, hundred or two hundred. I said, come on, let we, we, you want us to present, to produce uh, a limited edition for France for 200 pieces when Longines is uh, what it is in terms of volumes. And uh, we were joking about that and, and then starting the development of, of this and seeing that the first uh, Results, results of the case of the of the, the box sapphire glass and the dials. We say, okay, uh, I'm sorry, but uh, my my dear friend from France, we will have to to open open this to the to international because it's it's a killer, and uh, and yes, it's it, definitely the first results. The first time I had the the final prototype in my hand, I say, wow, it's uh, it's so cool. Uh, in, in all the details, and I'm really uh, in love with that watch. I have it in my collection now, and, and uh, really, I, I love this watch. Very I simple, do. but so cool. I do too, and in real life, the blue hands are way darker, so together with the dark superluminova you guys used, it looks one color. So obviously this picture is a bit uh, enhanced with light and Photoshop, but in real life it looks even better. The, 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 the subtle freckles on the dial rising, the superluminov and the numerals is also done very subtly. So really chapeau, it's you guys are also upping your game on the heritage pieces. I think you're getting closer and closer by respecting the original, although modernizing it in eight guys, you need to work with the tools you have and movement you have today. But uh, that's definitely on my uh, on my wish list as well. And before we go to our viewers, because we've been chatting enough and I've been asking too many questions, and one of my biggest questions is asked by multiple viewers, so I'm going to save it for them. I wanted to make one last point. Were you on the production of the uh, railroad? Yes. Yes, I just arrived at the, at the product, uh, so I was uh, quite new. And, and I didn't, uh, I couldn't say too much to, to not risk my life, if you understand what I mean. I love it. <laughs> but I love it. I, I remember this, uh, this watch and I, I really, um, uh, I, I, still, I still really enjoy, uh, love it. Yeah, so me too. And that's, that was one of the, um, maybe one of the most unexpected uh, curveballs you threw. It also showed that you guys really, really respect your A, your heritage, and B, the collective, because this has nothing to do with commercial decisions. And you guys, this is obviously not a volume piece, and you don't make it for that. And that shows your passion for what you do and respect for the collector. So thank you for that. Now I'm going to shut up. Dala, may I ask you to pick the questions of the viewers, please? Okay, the first one. This is our dear friend, William. William writes on YouTube, do you share the development and in brackets, part manufacturing with other Swatch Group companies or is Longine completely self-supporting within the group? Um, very good question. Um, actually, we share a lot. Uh, we, are, we have a group 
a group of works uh, between between brands, and and I share a lot with my with my colleagues head of product in the other brands. Uh, but depends on on the, on which components and and which projects. Um, definitely in terms of movements, talking about uh, Longines, we try we try to uh, as much as possible to to develop our own uh, um, movements and, and exclusive calibers because of the history, because of all the, the manufacturing history that we had before. And we, we try to, to, uh, to, to use the power uh, in terms of um, industrialization that, that ETA can bring us, but we tried in terms of movement to have our own uh, movements. Today, I will say almost 80% of our watches are three-hands calendar. So we are uh, a big client for ETA using the L888 and the L592, it would be the three hands for, for ladies. So we have also this um, uh, lever uh, power to, to, to discuss with, uh, with Eta as a partner and, and a supplier to develop some, some um, exclusive things. But in terms of, uh, of um, sharing, um, yes, every day we share with, with the groups, uh, with, with the other brands in, in the Swatch group. Amazing, thank you for that. Um, next question is by our friend Gerard, who also writes for Fatella Watches. So we need to watch out for his questions. He's very intellectual and very knowledgeable. He writes on YouTube, a, um, a Weems invention was a rotating lockable bezel to align with the second hand, possibly to hack the actual second hand meant the end of the construction. Current Longines Weems have no bezel. Why? Okay, the the the, the, the Weems that we have today in the catalog, it's a, it's a reedition of the first Weems that we did in history. In and I, and I don't want to say to say uh, to, to to say something wrong because uh, probably my, my colleagues from uh, Brand Heritage and, and Museum will be more uh, appropriate to to answer this question, but. The first whims had uh, hasn't a um, bezel, a turning bezel. What it was uh, turning uh, technology was inside the dial. So that's why the one we have today in the collection, the reedition of the first whims, it's uh, it's uh, it's that version, 47.5 millimeter, which was the inspiration actually for for the the Lindbergh um, our angle watch. But again, I will uh, I will. Note this question. I've seen my colleagues taking picture of this question. I will have to double check, and I will come back to you if I if I was wrong on that. So here we see the uh, original piece. Um, I think that this invites us. If there is a season two of the Ace List, we would love to have you back on. Or otherwise, Girard, you can interview Xavier. No problem. Right. Next question. So this is a question we received um, from this collector early on who couldn't join us live. When can we expect a new re-edition of the WWW watches with REF logo, so the broad arrow on the dial? So the WW is for the uh, British Ministry of Defense, the MOD. Um, the last Greenlander, the nickname of re-edition was nice, but love to see it close to the original. Yeah, you are kind. The, the last uh, re-edition was okay. <laughs> if we had to do it again today, it will be much better uh, in all in all details. Okay, so that's that's the. If I am not wrong, that's the that's the Indian, um, the big Indian, the one we have here, and that's probably one of the best uh, broad hour Longines uh, watches, or at least one of my favorite. Uh, very rare watch. Uh, and, I, and I would love. Uh, the thing also with the broad arrow, uh, you know, it's, it's always difficult with the, the Royal Air Force. Today, if we want to repeat this broad arrow on the, on the dial, uh, you will probably have to, to, to pay some royalties for them. But I don't know. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good question. Let's a good, talk about uh, that, if I may. Let's talk about that. Because this broad arrow is, was used for the British Army, the Ministry of Defense, they put it on there because it was their property, right? Yeah. The most famous ones are the 30 dozen 
the, sorry, the 13 from the Dirty Dozen, or the 12, huh? Um, Longines was one of the manufacturers. There were several Swiss companies, simply because they needed big volumes of watches. Um, but you guys did make re-editions with the arrows on the dial. So right. is it really a license issue, or do you need today supply them, literally? Uh, no, no, from my understanding, um, and I remember when we did the, the actual military that we have in the catalog, we were thinking about uh, bringing back the, the broad hour on the case back, and I had some contact with, uh, with the Royal Air Force, and they, they were perfectly open to, for us to use it, but they were asking for, uh, for uh, something, in, 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 um, and it was not watches, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I understand. So us as a collecting community, we say, please do it. Yes, uh, and you know what? Better not ask and just do it. Having the having the, the visibility as a, of a brand like Longines, sometimes it's it's a little bit dangerous to go without asking and to, to no, go no, without. No, I don't say do it and don't ask. Ask <laughs> and do it. Have Matthias yeah. do the negotiations. He's a good negotiator. You guys have a new leadership from one amazing CEO to the other. The time is right, so we're there. Because I think there was another question like that, Dala. Yes. So this is another amazing collector, which Pashtunada watches. He writes on, uh, he sent that in to us. Please help me convey my compliments on the fine job they did with the Heritage Military. And my sincere hope that you'll someday reissue the version of the Dirty Dozen completely broad arrow. So this is another one that asks. So I believe this is uh, Michael. So Michael, thank you for sending this in to us. Um, I think you answered that already, Javier. Um, I think we have time for one more, Dala, and then we'll wrap up. Okay, this is our friend Rocky. He has his own uh, watch crew. Uh, he writes, although I have to doubt about bronze watches, I love the bronze legend diving watch. No date version, please, in brackets. Are there any more bronze models coming? Interesting question. Yeah, a good question. Bronze is definitely, uh, the, the, the trend for bronze is, is uh, real and it's, it has been for many years. We have seen it first probably in Panerai with, uh, with some, some time ago and then uh, many, many brands. Um, and I think it's, it's a very interesting uh, material and I think it's a very interesting um, way of the customer to understand the material mm. you know uh, sometimes they, they were the, the, the consumer they were they are so um, sensible to to the scratches on on, on the stainless steel and then you come with a with something that get patina after two weeks and it, they were they are more than happy so it's, yeah. uh, it's in uh, change in, in uh, of mine, uh, but definitely it's it's. Um, I love this material and it's cool to to uh, to uh, work with it. We we did some different. Hey, I was going to to talk about that. That's not yeah. the, the legendary. It's not the first bronze watch that we did. We did actually uh, three different uh, limited edition. That's the one we did for Singapore. Um, beautiful watch. It's a bronze with a, um, a black PVD uh, on it. Um, that is uh, aged to, to get this uh, patina look um, on, on, the, on the bronze. But it's a very interesting kind of, uh, of material. This bronze that we use for, this, uh, for the Type A7, it's a different uh, material, a bronze material than the, that the one we use for the Legend Diver. And in the future, we are, um, we are planning to do something a little bit different, uh, getting our own technical material. But I, I will not go too much into details, but I can tell you that something is, uh, is preparing because we know that a lot of brands are using bronze at the moment and we would like to, to come with something innovative in this area. Amazing. So, Dala, thank you for showing that limited edition for our friends in Singapore, the Hourglass from Michael Tay. That leaves the door open for an Ace Longines limited edition. I'll talk to Judith and drive her crazy. Uh, Javier, I want to really thank you. I want to thank the viewers. Next week, we have uh, Banu Chopra here. He made an interesting career switch as a watch blogger. Stay tuned. We have a scoop next week. 
I want to thank you, thank you very much for the time. And uh, I really hope to see you back on the show. Thank you, Fabian. Thank you very much. Thank you, my friend. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Ace Jewelers Podcast. This was the end of the Aceless Live audio-only recording. To listen to more episodes or to view them, go to acelist.com. Thank you.